Welcome back to The Watch List. I'm Nicole Petalides. It is time to discuss all things tech, Twitter, and Tesla, and all technology. I'm so happy Dan Ives is on with us, Managing Director, Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. Dan, you saved the best for last. This is where you're going to tell us the real deal. I know it, because all week long you've been uh, talking about this. I, I want to start with the Twitter Elon Musk story. What do you think is really happening? Where are we at this point? Look, I mean, I think this continues to be a 50-50 situation, 50% chance that he walks, 50% chance he drives a lower price. I think the refinancing change, that's bullish for Tesla stock because that was a big overhang. And I think you're starting to see that reflected. But look, I think at this point, it comes down to renegotiation. 42 to $45, I think, is mostly where the street thinks the deal ultimately ends up uh, falling out. And again, if he walks, they will get ultimately caught up in the courts, but Twitter as a standalone would be in the 20s. So this was a 54-20 deal originally. And so some of the questions and things that I've heard so much is that he he really cannot lower the price because of the legal, you know, the way it's written. You can tell me if you think otherwise. Um, he's using more of his own money rather than um, financing uh, and what he's and his actions and what he's been doing has helped Tesla. Look, I think this is I, I wouldn't call it necessarily a scapegoat issue, but 400 billion came off Twitter's market has his market because of Twitter. So it clearly changed the situation from Musk. The bot issue, you know, they're going to ultimately have to you know, settle this out in terms of the renegotiation. Is it 5%, is it 20%? That's something that has to be behind the scenes. But let's just be clear, like right. stock at $40, there's a better chance for me playing Golden State Warriors and 54.20 happen. It, it's just ultimately a matter of what the price is lower or does he walk? Anyone, right. I understand the legal issues, but he'll ultimately fight that in court and use the bot right. issue. Yeah, I understand. I won't say the Golden State Warriors are on the phone for you. I mean, honestly, I agree. I see what you're saying. I mean, and also, I, I really am curious if there's going to be any repercussions from the SEC to Twitter, because Twitter, you know, really filed that the bot issue was, you know, 5% or less, and it's it's turning out to be a, a completely different picture. So we'll leave it alone. So you think it's a 50-50 deal, but if it does not go through, Forget about the one billion breakup fee. I mean, he's going to be sued for billions, right? I mean, this could really hit him hard. Look, I mean, I think ultimately you, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, from the beginning, this has been a head scratcher deal. You know, freedom of speech is one thing, spending 25% of his net worth on it is another. And I think it's ultimately one, he woke up one day and just realized that whether it's cold feet or the markets change, this was not the deal at that price. Again, he could bring in other partners to lessen the, and he already has, at least on the debt side. But I think that's where this ultimately plays out. And Twitter's board, you know, their back's ultimately against the wall because they know there's no other bidder. And if Musk walks, it's a stock that likely has a two in front of it. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. I mean, he so, certainly inflated this stock and, you know, you know, even had, uh, you know, them saying that Elon Musk was probably the best one to take this and move this in, in the direction that it's supposed to really go in and that their hands are tied. I mean, they've really acknowledged that they needed a change. And you're right. He boosted this stock. And uh, I mean, I don't know. You said a two handle. I mean, 
whether it's $20, $30 or what it should be worth. But I do think it's been beaten down. And I, his whole mantra is that he wants free speech. And, and, you know, those kinds of things don't necessarily always come with a price tag. They come with a heart, right? And um, so I'm really, I can't wait to see. But what's the timing on this one? Before I get to Tesla, what's the timing? I mean, when will we know something and really be able to say, okay, the deal is done, the deal's not done? I think in the next week or two, he's going to ultimately have to either come out, either talk about it or in, in some filing in terms of, you know, if the deal ultimately is still on hold, does he ultimately try to contend it, at least from the bot issue, and try to walk away, you know, or goes forward with some sort of renegotiation? I think that's, I think over the next week, we, you know, we'll ultimately probably get a better sense there. And I think what you're seeing with the stock, especially since the refinancing change that we saw this week, you know, that increases the chance that a deal in some form is going to get done. Right. Would you buy this stock here at 4020? Sell it? What would you do? No, I, I wouldn't buy it because, I mean, you know, it's funny. So many people are like, oh, the deals definitely happen at 5420. Are you buying the stock? They're like, no. Okay, so, so the point is, I, this is not a stock that I would touch just because there's the risk that he walks away. And if he walks away, that's what the ARBs are playing here. You know, despite the legal ramifications, I mean, this is a stock that could go much lower. And that's, and look, and that's been the problem for Tesla stock. You're starting to say overhang less than a bit. But as a Tesla investor, you never in a Twilight Zone moment wanted Twitter deal risk to be impacting Tesla stock. And that's essentially what happened with the circus show. Yeah, understood. Okay, so let's get to Tesla, which still is not just a car company, it is everything. I mean, it can charge your home, batteries, it, you know, manufacturing all over the world. Somehow made it through supply chain issues and chip shortages and COVID. Um, you brought your price target down. You had that 1400 for a while. Now it's at 1000 You still love it? I mean, how much do you love it? Look, it's one of our favorite long-term names, along with Apple, Microsoft, and, and cybersecurity. But, but we had a call like it is. I mean, they're going to miss deliveries based on zero COVID issues in China. Numbers are going to come down. It's going to be a, a slower trajectory for second half, and that's why we had to lower the price target. But this... You know, this storm will pass. In other words, the long-term story for Tesla doesn't change. Now, the multiple in terms of this market clearly changes, and that's what you're seeing across all of tech, all of disruptive tech. But it comes down to if Musk is able to navigate the circus show situation, I think you're starting to see him quiet down a bit. Tesla ultimately will get through 2Q, and then the street focuses on second-half numbers in 2023. But the biggest risk... To, to tech names is the zero COVID situation in China, you know, because that continues to really be that black cloud over the sector. You know, Elon Musk, I don't know if you know him personally or if he's a good friend of yours, but he's the visionary. He's the guy who comes out with everything. And that's one reason why people buy into companies. It's because of management or a CEO's vision. At the same time, the test, the Twitter risk that you said you never would have thought would have been a risk in, in Tesla, it almost, you almost, remember he used to tweet all the time, he used to get in trouble for that. You almost start to wonder, like, will he do something else to put shareholders at risk? Well, look, I mean, Musk, again, right now, 
he's obviously gone through the spotlight in terms of this Pandora's box situation with Twitter, but he's the genius behind Tesla, genius behind SpaceX. And, and ultimately that's not gonna change, right? I mean, he's, you know, when you look at the EV market and so many competitors, I mean, Tesla continues to really own the market. And I think that's what you're ultimately seeing play out, but he has to have situational awareness to navigate this current storm I think you're starting to see it dissipate, especially just in a general risk on across tech and disruptive tech, but no doubt. I mean, this is something, the zero COVID issues is something he has to navigate along with the Twitter situation because it's it's almost become a Siamese twin situation, you know, at least up till call it the last 24 hours between Tesla and Twitter till he changed that financing. Okay, and then I wanna hear your your finale here. You mentioned Apple, you mentioned Microsoft. Um, are these buy Apple, buy Microsoft, buy Triple Qs, buy whatever else? Can you throw them out there so our viewers get the most of Dan Ives? I gotta squeeze it out of you. The oversold as I've seen since 09. I mean, I've talked about it. I mean, where's the bottom, right? I mean, that, that that's the question. But if I look at valuations relative to growth, relative to what the street's baking in, that's why you own Microsoft, you own Apple here. You know, I, I names like Palo Alto, Zscaler, I think Amazon as well as Google, you own on the cloud thesis. And, and I just believe second half numbers, unless it's an Armageddon situation relative to a hard landing and, you know, other sort of black swan events, which again, the haters, they've been saying it for 25 years, they'll, that they'll find something here. I believe Texas is oversold as I've seen in the last decade. That's why we firmly view the winners of the name Joan. The froth, the work from home, those multiples will continue to come down. This is not a rise with, with all, you know, are, are going to all rise in this tape. But you focus on the quality winners, and that's what we stick with. Yep, got it. It is great to see you, Dan Ives. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Next time you're here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, I want to. I have to definitely come over and say hi to you. I saw you from afar the other day. Dan Ives, nice to see you. Managing Director, Equity Research, Wedbush Securities. Thanks.